Hey, Charlie. Yeah, Giovanni. You want to be on top? I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> it's to be on top. Is that good? <laughs> Welcome to You Want to Be on Top, a podcast dedicated to all things America's next top model, where your hosts, Charlie Jensen and I, Giovanni and I, we live all our favorite and cringy moments from the iconic show spanning 24 cycles. We are going straight to the catwalk and walking like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Join us as we cry, smize, and close the gap to claim the title of America's Next Top Model. So we leave you with this. Do you want to be on top? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome back to You Want to Be on Top, an episode-by-episode episode retrospective of America's Next Top Model. I'm your co-host, Charlie Jensen, and I'm joined here by my fabulous co-host. Hey, you guys, it's Giovanni. Welcome back. We're super excited today because we are covering the finale of Cycle 1, Episode 9. We've decided to skip the extremely stupid clip episode. We don't need that. It's too much. Who needs that? We already watched the whole thing. We watched yeah. the damn thing. We're done. Yeah. 15 times already. Deal with it. We're walking straight to the finale. No apologies. No regrets. Love it. So, Giovanni, let's get down to the recap. Well, we just had panel, and the opening scene is v- extremely Devil Wars Prada montage of NYC. It's like, we see the skyscrapers a beautiful purple dawn maybe it could be dusk not quite sure yet um and i feel like i needed the background song of suddenly i see played in before Mm -hmm. this the song even came out the girls are reflecting on elimination um elise jokingly is looking out the window and says she misses robin (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because obviously she's joking right Adrian adds that she's glad she's gone. She doesn't miss her not one bit. Why would, who would want to miss Robin? Robin. <laughs> <laughs> we get a uh, cut to Shannon talking her confessional and how she felt a lot of pressure not to be herself while Queen Robin was around because she kind of realized that Robin was terrible. Mm-hmm. And we have a moment of sympathy for Shannon because we finally got to realize that she wasn't being herself because she was in the Bible room. She was the mm-hmm. holy roller when she really wanted to be the 18-year-old girl that was inside of her the whole time. She was not yet a woman, not not a girl. I mean, it seems really similar to Kizzy's experience of like when she kind of got out from under Robin, we saw like a different side of her and then she was eliminated. Yeah, we saw sex shop Kissy and then they're like, you know what, you're gonna have to go home now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Adrian parades around the Milan room in this Austin Powers fembot pink negligee moment uh, and it still has the tags on it. <laughs> I relate to that. I sometimes, I sometimes keep the prize tags on some of my clothing. <laughs> I have a jacket in my coat closet that I have worn repeatedly and it still has the tag on it because I keep forgetting to take it off. <laughs> Good lord. Uh... So then Adrian straddles Elise uh, which is a great continuation of their big lesbian energy relationship from the prior episode in the hotel suite. I'm telling you I really think Adrian was just a little bi. And she really, she really loved Elise. Who's not? Who's not a little bi? Who among us? Who among us has not been just a little bi? Not me. Not, certainly not I. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut to the next morning. Um, our favorite house mother, Tyra, arrives in this kind of iconic denim boiler suit. Um, and if you don't know what that is, look it up. And I'm pretty sure it's probably given to her by Kimura because it's very kind of like mm-hmm. baby fat S. Yeah, it's got that energy. Yeah. And she has a little moment with the girls and how now they're back in New York and they're 
going to experience the pinnacle of what is American fashion. And what is that? New York Fashion Week at Bryant Park. And that they're going to meet with Drew Lineham, who is a world famous casting show, fashion show director and a fashion show producer. This was probably, I don't know why Kelly Catrone wasn't around because mm-hmm. Kelly Catrone is probably the most notable right. fashion show producer. So a little too late. Yeah. for this <laughs> I, I i bet kelly was too busy to be on the show to be on oh yeah kelly was was booking jobs kelly is like doing all the shows just not baby fat america's next top model who i'm sorry i don't know you <laughs> she's like who is tyra banks probably <laughs> she's like girl i'm on the hills call me yeah later. <laughs> So Drew gives the girls a lecture about Fashion Week and says go sees are basically job interviews. Elise struggles to stay awake during this conversation and Drew totally clocks it. I mean, I've been there when I go to church. It's kind of boring and you just kind of like doze off. Absolutely. Ask anyone who's been in a 2 p.m. meeting with me what it's like. I am <laughs> asleep. But he feels that this shows that Elise is not engaged or invested in the competition or being a model, period. They just judge too much on the show. Uh, especially Elise. She gets dragged a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and and no one else really does. No. No one gets so much. No one gets as much. Well, you know what? Robin got a lot of heat as well, too. So I feel like they were both very polarizing yeah. characters. So mm-hmm. they got judged a lot. That's fair. Yes. Well, they leave the offices of Drew Lyon, him and associates. <laughs> and we get a montage of the girls just enjoying some girl time. They are stomping in the streets of New York City. They're shopping. Elise and Adrian notably noticed that Shannon f- has finally come out of her shell and Robin's influential thumb. And she has put the Bible down j- just for a brief moment in time. And they really got to see who Shannon really was. Shannon, in her confessional, talks about how she really feels at home with both the girls. So back at the penthouse, Tyra Mail arrives. It says they're going to a fashion show casting that night and to be ready by 7.30. Then we see Tyra wearing that same boiler suit, walking with the girls in the hallway, uh, doing some last minute practicing about how to do their go-see. Tyra tells us that Elise could rock the fashion show, but she doesn't think Elise can be commercial because she can't be soft. And Adrian talks about how Elise hates modeling, but does, does it the best out of all of the girls who are there. Yeah, because models don't have to think, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I also will say that this specific scene in Top Model changed my life as well too, like forever. I learned how to walk from Tyra Banks. I learned how to be a photographer from Tyra Banks. On Saturdays mornings when like my family would be like not at home, I would like just walk up and down like our hallway, like just strutting my shit like I was on a catwalk. I love it. It changed my life forever. You really should send her an edible arrangement to say thank you. <laughs> Thanks for everything. Love Joe. Here's some pineapple. <laughs> we get to Shannon walking, and Tyra obviously is repeating what we have heard all cycle long was mm-hmm. that she's all American and she needs to get edgier. And then on the other hand, Adrian has come light years and that she knows that she really wants it, but she's still really rough around the edges. She's still walking very tomboyish and she's got to get out of her routine and really kind of like mold herself into I guess what a model should be walking like sus because Tyra says that models don't walk like she used to walk so it's like can they just be individuals right. <laughs> and we are left with a maybe like our first confessional looks of Tyra like talking yeah. to like reflecting on what's going on in the episode and she iconically says that she has no idea who's going to win which is great because 
the competition isn't over yet, which seems fair, you know? Like, how yeah. can you tell who's going to win when there's three girls left? And they haven't done anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, you know, notably, that's the same look that Tyra uses in the confessional where she says she was sad to see Kizzy go. So there was obviously some kind of, like, summary conversation that Tyra had for, for the cameras. And we've only seen, like, very limited parts of it. Was it? The, I thought she was wearing, like, her hair was, like, feathered out. Mm-mm. and stuff oh, she's wearing that that like leather cap <laughs> it's a felt beret it's fashion <laughs> wow uh then <laughs> moving on then we are transported to the house of baby fat for ghosties with kimura and miss J. the girls walk jay says adrian takes about five minutes to warm up and then she's great just like my pizza <laughs> <laughs> Shannon says she did well because practice makes perfect. And Elise is like visibly nervous through this whole process and really needs to relax. And Kimora's like, why are you nervous after all this time? And Elise is like, uh, lady, you have come for me every week since I got here. That's why I'm nervous. Yeah, every week. It's, you're too pale. You're too thin. I have a problem with how you look in bikinis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be nervous because you're essentially my boss. <laughs> exactly. And you don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> notably, mm-hmm. notably not liking Elise. Cut to back to the penthouse. We get another Tyra mail. But this one's kind of big. It's a very like show pony. It's like <laughs> literally the size of like maybe like a portfolio, like literally like 12 by 12. Yeah, it's <laughs> huge. Elise is holding it in her tidy hand. <laughs> and there is no uh, chit chat in this one. It's like mm. two of you will be going, one of you will be going home, and two of you will continue on the journey of becoming America's Next Top Model. Special elimination. Okay, whoa. Can we yeah. get like, uh, hello, how are you? No. <laughs> so then we're at panel with Drew Linehan. He's the guest judge. Elise goes first in the one on one analyses. My new favorite word now. Thanks, Tyra. (laughs) (laughs) What can't Tyra do? (laughs) They do a little posing to show them what they've learned. Uh, Elise says that she's become confident and that she feels like a model. Which is good, which is, I think, a big part of what this journey is about. Yeah. But she also notes that she tried out for the show on a whim at at a, quote, silly little place by our house. Tyra brings up something that Elise said in casting, that models are only physical and that Tyra and other supermodels are successful only because they're the best looking women. I mean, true. Well, it is, in that it, case, everyone would be a model. I think Tyra was like, listen, I'm smart. Well, you true. Yes, I'm granted. I mean, she's producing the show. <laughs> you know, it, it, as Steve San Angelo might tell us, tell a smart girl she's beautiful and tell a beautiful girl she's smart. And that's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Elise says that, yeah, it's physical because of the hormone development that occurs in the womb and the impact that estrogen has on physical features. So Tyra's like, what do you mean by that? And Elise like gives them a thorough rundown of what estrogen does to like your facial features and, and your body. And it's clear that Elise sees beauty as something that's both scientific and genetic. Which is extremely valid because if it wasn't for those two things, <laughs> I don't I don't know where anything of this would come from. Uh, well, the rest comes from makeup and styling. <laughs> okay, right? from Revlon. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sponsored message. <laughs> um, but uh, you know what? Elise came ready. She knew she was going to be red. And she was like, this is why I think this is. Mm-hmm. And did she lie? No. <laughs> uh, Elise understood the assignment. 
Yes, as she does every week, mm-hmm. which is why we love her. Yeah, agree. We get to Adrian, and they ask her the same things. Her response is, uh, I think, more truthful in telling of who the kind of person Adrian is, mm-hmm. and it's she loves being the center of attention, and it makes her feel like a god or like God, um, depending on how you feel about that. <laughs> and then Bo kind of says something that's so obviously maybe off brand for him, but I don't know because boat meal. <laughs> you like to thank you trademark him to doesn't say much <laughs> but then he has a lot to say now these last few episodes and he talks about like you know that little goofy smile you do don't do it um you can't tell me how to smile yeah like fuck you bo yeah and then it was like what do you mean while doing the smile <laughs> <laughs> we get to miss apple pie shannon and janice is like tyra have you seen what she's wearing today? Her hair slicked back. And Tyra's like, that's the first thing I noticed when she walked in the door. Because, you know, notably, last episode, she mm-hmm. did not put her hair in the Xingyang. No. Nope. She shook it. She shook it. Which, you know what's so funny, though? Because <laughs> looking back, there's the clip where she's like 99% there, like putting it in the bun, and then she just lets it go. And I'm like, oh, you would just put a rubber band in it, girl, and you would have been good. Uh, she can't. She can't even. She can't. And then Drew... Drew is drilling the girls because he's asking them really valid questions, which, you know, wanting to become a model, you should kind of know about the industry. And he asks her if she can name any photographers who shoot for Vogue, and she can't. And then Bo's like, can you name any photographer, even the ones that you've worked with? And she can't name any of them. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I can probably name most of them. Let's see, we have Douglas Bizarro, Barry Hollywood, Troy Ward, Ward shot the something. Lauren somebody. Who shot the commercial? That, that, cute that was daddy. Lauren. Wait. That was Lauren? Yeah. Okay. And then, oh, Michelle Hadid shot the parachute. That's right. Hadid. And I, don't know who shot the, I don't know who shot the diamonds ad. I forget that one. And then they ask her, I think Tyra asked her if she knows her measurements, or maybe it's Kamora, and she's like, no, I don't know those either. Well, Shannon, what the hell do you know? And Tyra's like, look, girl, you have got to know your real measurements and then your fake measurements. And she breaks it down for us and tells us that the fake measurements are what you give to the client, and then the real measurements are what you get when you're getting fitted for the clothing Mm -hmm. so maybe today i'm a size two and then the fitting i'm a size eight right for real (laughs) so then we transition to the judge's deliberation they say that elise comes off as a know-it-all but that she's obviously the most high fashion of all the girls the most the most for sure and adrian has gone through a transformation and the camera loves her and she loves the camera oh she loves being the center of attention (laughs) shannon has potential for fame They can see her rock like a late night talk show interview. But even though she's commercial, they think that they could make her into a high fashion model. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm a little torn because they say this every cycle. Wait, let's uh, let's let's put a pin in that part and let's let's get to it, because I think we have a lot to say about what's next. And I think that's a really important part of that conversation. Okay. See what they deal with you guys? <laughs> wow. Rude. <laughs> well, deliberation's over. And in the famous words of RuPaul, Tyra says, bring my girls back. <laughs> <laughs> bring back my, my girls. girls. There we go. <laughs> Tyra asked the girls if they have any final words and they just, you know, to help convince the judges of why they should be America's Next Top Model. They all say something along the lines that Adrian kind of just is speaking from the heart, from her gut. And uh-huh. she says, I want it real damn bad, Tyra Banks. And that is what I wanted to hear. We get, obviously, the call out for it to see who's going to be the final two. Shockingly, I could not believe it. Shannon's called first. I don't know how that happened. 
She didn't mm-hmm. know any photographers, not any that she worked with, didn't know her measurements. Mm-mm. So can I'm you, confused. Can you say skating on through? <laughs> you literally skated mm-hmm. on thin ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the ice did not break though, because she's also thin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that Tyra gives her the advice that she needs to live and breathe this industry. And in that moment, Tyra wasn't talking to Shannon. She was talking to me. and you know what i did just that (laughs) (laughs) we see that our two favorite girls elise and adrian are in the bottom two and we get a little clip of elise reflecting and realizing how much adrian wants this Mm -hmm. and she realizes that adrian is expecting to win because she's worked so hard yeah so you know tyra's giving them their their critiques again one-on-one she tells lisa she's very high fashion um but she needs to soften up they love that she's smart just can't be too smart (laughs) because it being too smart and kind of intimidates other people or make people feel intimidated but so that's not her problem (laughs) i mean you can't help it being smart yeah and Adrian, again, the critique that we keep hearing is her speaking. She's got to lose the accent. She's got to relax the jaw and, you know, talk normally, I guess. Judging the judges this week is going to be lit. I cannot wait till we get to that part. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> I have my axe right here. I have a chainsaw standing by. I mean, I have all the cycles on hand already. I'm ready, I'm ready, to, ready to tear <laughs> shit up. Uh, so then Tyra calls Adrian. There's a lot of hugging. Which Lots of hugging. See. It feels sincere. Well, yeah. And then we get our farewell interview with Elise and she says, you know, she she agrees with Tyra that she can seem arrogant at times. And uh, she's owning it. I love the self-awareness. Yes. But she's also relieved that she's eliminated because even though she wanted to win, the pressure's off of her now. She doesn't have to worry about the fashion show. She she did great. She got she got this far. It's she got to the finale. She's super chill. She got to the final three without really wanting to try it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, it's was just a whim. You know, here I am at the end. <laughs> Notably, she says she's planning to go home and be a doctor, not a top model. And as she leaves, she says, When I leave, I'll be gone forever. But that's a big LOL, as we'll find out in our where are they now section of this. Episode. Yeah, jokes on fucking her. <laughs> <laughs> We'll cut back to the penthouse. Adrian's reflecting on being in the bottom two with Elise. And then we get a voiceover of her or a confessional that if it ever came down to her and Elise, she knew that Elise would get picked because the judges love her. Sometimes she takes amazing photos. So she was really scared. Adrian was, she was kind of shook that she might have gone home. We get a cut to Adrian and Shannon going to the salon and getting their hair fixed because I remember, you know, last week yeah. they pointed out that she needed to get her weave fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she got a whole new weave. They both got blunt bangs too. So. Yeah. And, and blunt, just a blunt cut in general. Like, yeah. I love a good blunt though. Seriously. Blunt cut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'll take either one. <laughs> And it, it just ends, I guess this new do is just elevating them more mm-hmm. to usher in the the era of whoever's going to win be more fashion. Yeah. So then we get our first handwritten Tyra mail, probably not from Tyra herself, but from a production assistant. From an unpaid intern. <laughs> <laughs> the, same, the, the same unpaid intern who would probably type up the other ones. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Shannon reads it and says they have 20 minutes to get ready for dinner. 
They meet up with Tyra and the Jays at Bluefin for a private dinner because Tyra suspected the two of them would be feeling nervous about the show the next day. They are then invited to spill all the tea on the other girls from the competition who are notably not in the room with them. <laughs> and just a few highlights. We find out that Katie hated Adrian. Nicole seemed super confident and like she thought she would make it to the end and Tyra was like, oh yeah, she thought she was going all the way. <laughs> I think we all did. Yeah. Adrian says Giselle was, quote, annoying, except when she wasn't, which, I mean... I don't know when that was. Feels like a fact. <laughs> And then Shannon makes a joke about Ebony's moisturizing routine, but also notes that they they generally liked her. Adrian talks more about how she and Robin hated each other because Robin was so fake. And in that moment, they cut to Shannon and she looks like she is white as a sheet. Like her face, her jaws open. She like, it's like she's going to get called out in that moment to be like, Shannon, what did you think about Robin? And clearly she does not want to have that conversation. Absolutely not. She's just like, that's my friend you're talking about. Right. She's like, she, I need her to think she's my friend. Yeah. Uh, so then after dinner, they all kind of dance around in the private dining room of the, of the restaurant. It's a nice moment. It's a nice moment. It's like a, it's a down to earth moment. Mm -hmm. It's like, like a, drink and be merry for tomorrow. One of you will die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like don't be too hungover. <laughs> The next day, we get a cut to Shannon and Adrian back again at the house of Baby Fat, speaking with the head bitch in charge, Kamora, who was wearing a questionable look, but obviously a, a look from her own collection. So she has no one to be mad at except for herself. <laughs> it, it looks like a fucking slouchy pink nightgown, very like Courtney Love, kinder whore, slightly elevated above that level. And it's just like, it looks like it's accidentally ruched. I don't know what is going <laughs> and, on. Yeah. And it's like silky or something. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm, I, I thought this was winter in New York. Why are you wearing silk? Right? <laughs> she tells them that they're there to get fitted and that they're going to get ready for the fashion show later that night. And she kind of breaks down for them who's going to be at the fashion show. The order of which she <laughs> announces the audience is kind of jarring. She talks about politicians being there, musicians and rockers. Uh, I'm, I'm confused as to why rockers mm -hmm. and musicians aren't in the same category. Right. And what politician is going to a baby fat fashion show? Is Michael Bloomberg going to be there? <laughs> Maybe. Is, is Giuliani going to be there too? Where's Elliot Spitz when you need him? All those fame whores are there. Yes. And then the girls get fitted for the runway look. Then we're at the show. It is fast paced. There is energy. We are pretty sure that this is the only real, 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 real fashion show in the entire run of the series. Like this one is literally happening in real life and the girls are there. This is not staged for the series. And a big clue to that is that Jay Manuel is not in charge of the creative direction for the show. <laughs> I think Kamara hired Drew this time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's I think this is the first time you've ever seen them in a fashion week. They're never at fashion week again. Yeah. Never. And for the I'll be honest, for the longest time I was like, oh, this is so random how they like put like how Jay is like so like well known and like putting on all these shows for all these designers. And then I was yeah. like, you know what, let me look this up. And I was like, this is a fake ass show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Kamora had some bomb ass music. I was bumping to that playlist. Bumping. I mean, it was really just the one song that was on repeat for like 10 minutes, but I loved it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the runway looks. We see Shannon come out in this slinky gold maxi dress with some leather harness trim. And it is, and sh the hair for this show is big and poofy mm -hmm. with a attached fake blunt bang, even though they just got their hair done yeah. yesterday. I mean, it looks great. I like the hair a lot in the show. 
Then Adrian comes out in the ugliest motherfucking skirt I have ever seen in my whole life. It's this Daniel Boone raccoon tail looking skirt with a cheetah print Peg Bundy top. It looks like somebody cut the tails off of 12 raccoon hats and then attached them to the bottom of a leather miniskirt. It is hideous. Look, I don't hate I don't hate the idea of the skirt. It just wasn't executed correctly. And I have an issue with how the skirt fits her mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit her well, even though they were just fitted earlier. So I'm so confused on why it like just does not work out for Adrian. Yeah. But it's it's bad. It's a, it's a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that did not make it to production. <laughs> <laughs> We see Shannon in her second look, and she is in this flash Gordon thigh-high gold metallic boot, a Rocky Horror LeMay hot pant, because it, we are in the era of low-rise and short yeah. shorts. Yeah. And then sh- the outfit reminded me very much of Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. It was very, like, cage fantasy boxing match round scorekeeper or round keeper, whatever the, the hell they're called. Mm-hmm. Because there is, a, again... The, the other half of the raccoon that was made for Adrian's <laughs> skirt on her shoulder, on her accent, on her shoulder accents. I don't hate the look. I'm just I'm a little torn on why it looks so bad. Well, I, here I don't hate the raccoon tails. I, I do think that it is like a wild choice, but it looks better. It almost takes the shape of uh, football shoulder pads in a way. Yeah. And I, I kind of like, and that, I think that that evokes like that Mad Max fantasy. I, I I do like that. I love the boots, living for those boots. Live, I live for a thigh high. Yeah. But maybe not all these things together. Absolutely not. It, has she heard of editing? <laughs> <laughs> Where Where's her team? I'm, I'm so confused. And also I, these, the looks are not something that I would have ever imagined anyone ever wearing. I can't imagine people wearing shorts that short with like that top and like no. in like raccoon shoulders. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I don't know who she was designing for. I'm no. really confused tomorrow. Like what season is that? It's it's fur. Like you're not going to wear that in spring summer. Yes, and exactly because you know what fashion's ahead six months. So then we see Adrian in the in her final look, which is a black version of the slinky maxi dress that Shannon had on with the big leather harness trim, and she's wearing huge hoops. And I'm going to say like. I, I like this dress. Like of all of the looks that I saw in this fashion show, I actually, I like both versions of the dress. Shannon's is a little bit more colorful and striped. And then Adrian's is uh, more of like a grayscale stripe to it. But I think it flows beautifully. It's got a nice slit up the thigh. It looks great on both of them. I could see an actual human being wearing that in public. There's no fur on it. <laughs> I, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. It's a. It's it's very reserved for baby fat. I'm gonna paint a visual for you guys. The dress that Shannon wore looked like Kimura had knocked off the Misoni chevron stripes and just flat ironed them so they were straight. <laughs> um. So I'm a little confused. That dress is just horrible. I, I don't know. I I don't like it. You but do you. You do you. One thousand percent. I'm not wearing it. We get a cut back to the house. It's nighttime. The girls are sleeping. They're getting ready to go to bed. Shannon is t- talking to her old friend, the Bible, who made the first, who has made the first appearance. I think this whole episode. I don't. I can't recall her reading right. the Bible You're throughout right. the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So look at the influence that Robin had because Shannon's like, I, I'm good. I I know what happens already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and Adrian's in bed in her little in her panties and her like tank top and is asking Shannon, "Are you nervous? Are you scared, girl? Like tomorrow, some of us, one of us is gonna win." Uh, and at this point, production says, "And that's a wrap on the Bible. Let's get a round of applause. <laughs> let's let's get a round of applause for, for the apocalypse coming." <laughs> <laughs> so then we're at the last panel of the cycle. Wow, we made it already. Tyra says the fashion show was their final test and that for this judging, there would be no guest judge. It's just the four mains who she says know their strengths and their weaknesses from the entire season. Just like us. Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) Funny how we weren't consulted for this panel though. I know. We'll talk about that in judging the judges. (laughs) So Tyra tells the girls that they're going to go over their portfolios and that she has single-handedly picked out their strongest photos. (laughs) um i also wanted to note that the photos are not in order of how they were shot i think it's just tyra thinking that like this is the best shot that they've shot and she works her way down and and yet they both have bikini photos in the mix question yeah very (laughs) first up is shannon we get the iconic gold leaf snake photo Mm -hmm. and i guess because she is this is the one time she's looked very high fashion which is what they wanted from her i remember when when this cycle aired i was like floored by that shot of her i thought it was so great i was a shannon stan when the cycle aired i i remember uh like i was kind of rooting for her but now looking at it like it just doesn't really seem to have the energy that they see in it yeah that i that i told you guys from i told you that from day one or whatever we filmed that one <laughs> from <episode>. one. <laughs> <laughs> i i liked shannon when i was younger but being mature now and being a man i realized that it wasn't that great it mm-hmm. was okay. It was okay for Shannon. Yeah. It was finally she had stepped her pussy up, in the <laughs> words of RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I liked it when I was younger, but now I'm just like it's okay. Like you do you also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second photo is the Reebok shoot, where we also iconically called out that none of them were selling the shoes except mm-hmm. for Elise, Giselle, <laughs> and Adrian. <laughs> The judges saw some sex appeal in this. You know, Tyra told her that, you know, it's in there. She's she's just going to dig deep and whip it out when she wants to, wow. metaphorically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we get the bikini shot. Um, and Kamara obviously is like, you're a little too thin for the bikinis. It's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But like, didn't she also end up in the bottom two for that photo? Yes. It was her episode one. <laughs> it's like how is this even one of your best shots Shannon I'm so That's, confused mm, wow but I also I forget what the critique was for that photo like did Tyra like it and that's why she picked it that could be because you know it's all up to Tyra right at this point mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we get the last shot from her portfolio was which was the Wonder Bra shot and Tyra was like yeah there's more sexual sexual tension coming out of this photo and this is what we wanted but we didn't get more Mm-hmm. more to come you know borderline cannibalism with her eating that poor man's ear but yeah fine. and not a product in sight what? what's a wonder bra <laughs> the only package i saw was brad <laughs> <laughs> so for adrian we also get the snake shoot uh and they say that she's looking really comfortable here it, despite the fact that the snake was slowly strangling her throughout the shoot but she rocked it out yeah we get her bikini shot where she's got great face but she's holding her foot wrong because it's like cross over her leg in front of her and jenna says that because of the perspective of the camera it makes it look like a huge paddle <laughs> which is like okay okay so janice janice is like janice adrian's yeah. like uh, okay i can't help that either 
we also see the Reebok shoot and Bo says that it looks like it shows off her athletic build in that shot, which agree. You can see some abs there. Yeah. She has some, some flesh on her thighs and it looks really good. Yeah. And then we see the wonder bra shot where she's giving some sexy tomboy energy, but again, not a wonder bra insight. Finally, uh, we get the new diamond shoot, which we can't see for Shannon because it does not exist. Uh, <laughs> where's net, that film file net found <laughs> error 404 is that what it is <laughs> yeah. so tyra says that the diamond shot looks like a real ad and that she's so proud of adrian for quote letting it all hang out without letting it all hang out and janice does say in that moment wish we had a photo to judge shannon on <laughs> yup shocked that she's still there yeah. <laughs> again tyra asks the girls at this point only just being shannon and adrian if they have any more last words for the judges as to why they should be america's next top model shannon gives i, I would kind of say like a pageant mm-hmm. kind of answer yeah she says she hasn't been perfect but she's tried to learn but she hasn't really tried to learn because if she was learning she would have put her hair in a chignon she would have done the nude photo shoot with the implied mm-hmm. nudity like jay had told her to mm-hmm Okay, I'll give I'll, I'll give her an A for effort for saying that she. I'll give her you know what I'll give her an A for owning that she wasn't perfect because we all knew she wasn't perfect. Adrian says that this is one of the best experiences in her life, and she loves how she can transform through modeling. I love that for her. It really, I mean, all cycle long. Adrian talked about how bad she wanted this, how much she's gone through, and so we've seen her every episode just become this model through the food poisoning coming to panel rocking that makeup challenge that they were given the bitch has showed up multiple times Mm -hmm. all right so then we cut to deliberations janice says shannon transformed into a supermodel on the runway and owned the fashion show which is like a 180 for for janice yeah who like was like you could go work at a at a what is <laughs> that, a, a car factory in a bakery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so the, the model can break bread yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that Adrian doesn't walk great, and Kamora says that Shannon killed the runway, and it was great that Shannon quote didn't smile with all yeah, she didn't. sixty-five she didn't show of her the teeth. teeth. There was all no six, teeth this time. All sixty-five of those teeth. Pearl, pearly white teeth. I'll say they're white. <laughs> they do say though that she should do a t- toothpaste cover. Yes. <laughs> Which oh, is and that clip when she's correct. when she's posing and they and they do the free say, but she's laughing and that's like yeah. toothpaste commercial. Yeah. We get to Bo. Cut to Bo saying that he actually liked Adrian's the best because it was her own walk and that it can kind of become something else that we don't know what what that something is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, more to come. <laughs> and he feels that Shannon walked like what she thinks a model should walk like. Yeah. Uh, valid. Valid mm-hmm. from Bo. Also, I think we, we need to clear up the air with Bo Quillian. I think one of us referred to him as the editor-in-chief of Marie Claire. He was not. He was just a fashion editor. He's just nobody. He's no Nina Garcia. Oh, Charlie's words, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> So him, sorry for sorry for getting me. your title wrong, Bo. You're just a fashion editor. Bo, I regret nothing. <laughs> so Janice says that Shannon did so well on the fashion show that it no longer matters that she didn't do the nude shoot. Again, huge leaps Bye. for Janice, right? Kimora likes Adrian, but she's worried about how she would do as a spokesmodel, which is also really the first time that we've heard this criteria come up, but we'll get to that. Bo says accurately that Shannon is boring. And that Adrienne seems more interesting because she looks like she's lived more and there's something cooking behind her eyes. Bo, I've lived too. 
<laughs> where's where's my contract? I can smize. We get a cut to Tyra saying that she looked back at her notes the night before when they were doing cast when they were doing the semifinals in LA and she scrolled down to Adrian's name and all she had for Adrian was no with an exclamation point. But I wonder what was it a capital N O? Was it multiple exclamation points? Like, did she like do like a, a detailed drawing of the word no? Kimora asked her what she had for Shannon and she put Miss Apple Pie, very commercial. So it's really funny that these two girls mm-hmm. are the final two girls. Yeah. So the girls come back in. Uh, and in this shot, Shannon is giving some huge Miss Britney Jean Spears energy with her styling and her long straight blonde hair. Like it's very of that moment. I see it. Yeah. Tyra explains that the winner's photo is hanging on the wall behind her, behind a curtain, and the curtain will drop to reveal who won. This is the only time the winner is ever revealed in this way. It is so fucking dramatic I know. I'm, uh, and amazing. I'm like, I teared up watching the episode, even though I knew who was going to, who won already. <laughs> and I'm tearing up now talking about it. It's just like a monumental moment in TV. You just have a lot of feelings. I do. So then Tyra says the famous words, America's next top model is and <laughs> a sigh of relief as i want to know who released the curtain jay. we think it's jay manuel <laughs> it was just being held he just had to pull on a tassel and it just mm-hmm. fell down the curtain drops and we see the iconic iconic photo of adrian curry being named the first winner of america's next top model taken by our very own tyra banks model turned photographer. Adrian is shooketh as if she had seen a ghost. She is just like, I'm, what is her internal monologue in this moment? I would love to know. Right. She looked like she was going to die. Shannon's like super grateful. She's like, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. And she moves on. She leaves because, you know, not a lot of interaction happens with the runner up for a few cycles. Mm -hmm. We get a cut away interview of Shannon and she's saying that she's so proud of herself for making it that far. And that a lot of girls wish that they were in her position. And it's so true because there haven't been that many girls in her position. 24. As you 24. Mentioned. One of them notably twice. <laughs> <laughs> Justice for Allison. <laughs> uh-huh. So then Tyra explains that Adrian won because she was edgier and she had a more dynamic personality. She says Adrian is the now and the future, which I'm going to come back oh, to Tyra's in a minute. A, is a trend forecaster now. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's doing some uh, Annabelle Porter trend casting for for Bloosh magazine. Um, Adrian says, I'm going to have a good life now. My family's going to have a good life now. And it is so fucking heartbreaking. I know. But we'll get to that. (laughs) All right. Here's now. I have been so excited to get to this. Let's do some judging the motherfucking judges. I'll see you in court. The two times we have to judge them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the first half of the episode when it is the final three and we're doing our individual analysis. <laughs> Thanks to <laughs> mathematician Tyra. <laughs> mathematician Tyra. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, at least was first, right? Yeah. They ask her, you know, what she's learned. She's been more confident, which was, I think she also realized that she wasn't as confident because she didn't know what she was doing for a lot of the time. And then they also start to question her really heavily on what her beliefs are regarding what a model should be. and Like what beauty is. And what beauty is. is. And I 
have a serious issue with how these judges voted. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny that, you know, Tyra's like, so you only think that I'm successful because I'm I'm beautiful? Uh, yes, that's exactly what the whole world is telling you, Tyra. You're successful because- It helped a lot. You're beautiful. You do know how to model. You, you know, you're smart. But obviously this genetic makeup of how you were made in the womb has a lot to do with why you're successful. Yeah, agree. Uh, I am irate about this part of judging because they first they they draw all of this out of Elise. She doesn't offer it, right? They're like Tyra's like, remember when you said that models are just physical and stupid? And, and Elise was like, yes, I remember saying that. I still believe it. <laughs> uh, yes, I mostly believe that modeling is a physical, like you're successful through your physical beauty. And then um, she mentions the hormone thing and Tyra's like, well, what do you mean by that? So they're like pulling out this information from Elise who is knowledgeable on the subject. And then later they drag her for being arrogant and like flashing her knowledge. It's like, yeah, you, you told her to. <laughs> you literally asked her what she meant by what she meant by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, fuck that. I think that is messed up. And I love how Kimora's like, so you're telling me I should inject my baby with hormones? No, Kimora, she's obviously not meaning that. Obviously just Kimora just loves to be controversial and ask the dumb questions that don't need to be asked. Uh, uh, I think Elise should have won this competition. I really do. I mean, no shade to Adrian. I think Adrian did great. She was a great competitor. She had great photos, but there was also in this moment, I felt like a new consideration that America's Next Top Model would not be a high fashion model, but throughout the judging in this cycle, they are constantly talking about people needing to be high fashion and not commercial. And in fact, they are dragging Shannon for that in the same judging that they're talking about Elise. 1000% agree in all you just said. I think Elise deserved to win. Granted, they they didn't think that she deserved to win, but she showed up to work every day, like her life depended on it, producing amazing photos every week. They didn't like her commercial. Okay, whatever. So she doesn't, she doesn't do great in commercials. It's it's just one commercial that she doesn't even like probably feel confident about. It's okay. This is where this underlying issue of why they pick the winners a lot of the times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it irks me in so many ways because it is just so dumb. Um, I'm going to jump a a lot of head right now in one of the cycles. I want to say cycle 14, the Reina cycle. And then, you know, we have, there's that contestant, Jessica, when they go to New Zealand and they're doing the the shadow light photo shoot that Tyra photographs. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and then she goes home and Tyra's like, famously says, commercial kiss of death on top model. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm confused because you want them to be both. Right. So why is it that she, Jessica, couldn't be transformed into a high fashion model? I think that part of the reason Elise got eliminated was because Kimora did not want her to walk in the baby fat fashion show because she is the opposite of the baby fat brand. Um, I also think from a production standpoint, had Elise been in that fashion show, she would have fucking burned the motherfucking house down and stolen it from whoever else had been paired with her in the finale. So that, you know, that meant Shannon would not have had a chance if it was. No, not, not, she, she, I don't even think Shannon deserved to be in the top three. No, Shannon should have been eliminated so much sooner than she was. And, and that's, I'm speaking as someone who really likes her, likes her personality, likes most of, her work it was never the worst I think that's what happened like and that's I think the problem with these reality competition shows is that mediocrity often makes it to the finale because if you're never the worst or you never have a major fuck up you don't get eliminated yep totally agree I mean Elise would have brought baby fat boots the house down (laughs) (laughs) oh 
have we said our piece about this? I could talk about it for the next 17 hours. <laughs> I know, as could I. Um, no, I, I think this is the first time we, the first of many times we see when panel is so polarizing. Yeah. They take back what they said in prior deliberations. Mm-hmm. Very confused. Yeah. Um, the second judging is obviously the final two between Adrian and Shannon. Um, I think for, I'm kind of upset with Janice in the fact that saying that even though Shannon didn't do the new photo shoot, her rocking the fashion show cancels that out. No, no. Yeah. You just told her that she needed to go be a car factory worker or a baker. But now because she transformed into a supermodel in her own opinion that it's okay that she didn't do a nude photo shoot what what happens when it comes to the real world and shannon gets booked for a nude photo shoot or an implied nudity and she doesn't want to do it Mm -hmm. it's okay because she she rocked the baby pet fashion show okay janice and i think that this is also this raises some of the tension in the series in general is that like the the skill set for being a successful runway model and the skill set for being a successful print model are different right like but they're looking for someone who's both and so uh, no one is both like shannon is not both adrian Adrian is not both neither Um, is elise right right well elise is close though because she does walk like a mummy and she can take a great shot yes i think shannon should have been eliminated with robin when they refused to do the photo shoot it should like that that's that was my vote i said do a double elimination scare the bitches up we shake, both shake up that. the competition yeah they they basically turn down work and like that is not a great like you said like what do you do that's not a great precedent for setting some, someone up for a modeling career is saying like it's okay that you took a moral stand and, and refused a paycheck but it's like when you're starting out you may not have that kind of flexibility like tyra can do that right yes, one thousand percent but she also doesn't obviously doesn't pose nude <laughs> so she never has that on the problem, other hand right yeah and going on through the series we see girls go home for other random stuff yeah you know we'll get to it when we get to it but i think that this being the first cycle entire not taking a stand that you know there's a lot to lose so bye go home you didn't yeah. want to do this you didn't want to do the shoot why are you here then mm-hmm and I'm uh, also I'm also pretty sure that a double double elimination was not possible because of the series order for episodes. We already did one filler episode of the clips, right? Yeah, so true. Like, so what, it what would have been only seven episodes long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it makes sense. Adrian doesn't get too much harsh criticism. I think that they realize that she wants it a lot. Though only down her only downfall is that her, her speaking is not great. But you know that can be trained that can be learned i know I like think. heidi klum hosts project runway like in a thick german accent thick still. german accent like adrian's <laughs> fine yes we love heidi there's no, no there's no issue there and so yeah, if she can do that cool. then adrian can uh pronounce passion like she's from chicago it's fine yeah let her be let her live any other words <laughs> i i think that the judges made the right decision out of the final two um i i, I also would have picked adrian i i think uh when we get to where are they now we're going to talk a little bit more about these issues so maybe we can put a pin in this and then let's move on to the contribution to pop culture because there is a big one in this episode that we love yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're gifted with the first ever clutching of the pearls mm-hmm. moment in TV from the best thing that ever came out from the series, Jay Alexander, <laughs> when he, he hears that Shannon has never had sushi. But you know what makes sense? She's from Ohio. They don't have fresh tilapia. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Ohio, notably not coastal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that gif is iconic, historic. I try to find it all the time when I'm trying to like send like a funny gif reaction and it's so hard to find it for some odd reason. I think sometimes Giphy is homophobic and won't yeah. let me pick Miss J. <laughs> I, I feel like it is a favorite of gay Twitter. 1,000%. Sure. Yeah. 1,000%. <laughs> and, and so our other contribution is, is obviously Adrian and her win being like the very first win of ANTM. Yeah, a crazy reality show that world famous model Tyra Banks put on. Right. Yeah. So and, and, and Adrian went on to contribute to culture in many other ways. In, in many other ways, in, in her own way. And more, more than I think many other winners of this series did. Yes, I yeah. agree. She really she really worked that fame while she could. She set the bar high mm-hmm. for, for models. And I think she winners. was at she was at the bar, I think, also. True. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw her there one time at the Abbey. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our cringes of the week, our nominations. What do you feel are the cringes of the week or a cringe of the week? Well, I'm, the moment where Elise is falling asleep while Drew is talking is pretty cringy because you, <laughs> like Elise, you're punched in at work. And I know. And I, know, I know I came out and said that I often fall asleep at two o'clock meetings, but like I'm not actively competing for my job. I have my job. <laughs> <laughs> you, did the, you did the damn thing already. You're, That's right. God, you're booked, you're booked. <laughs> Um, I agree. Uh, but like we, we've all been there. We've all been there at that, that one meeting that could have been an email. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Elise, Elise has such big, this meeting could have been an email energy. It's yes. Awesome. Yeah. The power that she has. <laughs> Elise invented this could have been an email. <laughs> well, what about you? Um, also cringe. Elise at panel, or at least being attacked at panel. Yeah. Let me rephrase it. At least being attacked at panel for her own beliefs. It was very much like the rules of the game changing while you're actively playing the game. And I do not like that at all. Yeah, like she, I'm sure she kind of got like a little whiplash and was Mm -hmm. like, wait, what do you think would make me change my mind after what, three weeks? I'm assuming is how long (laughs) this really was though. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... You know, shame on the judges for, you know, attacking our Queen Elise. Mm-hmm. Shame on the judges is the subtext of this entire episode. 1,000%. And it'll probably be the subtext to a lot of other <laughs> ones. Mm-hmm. Let's go to where they are now. In three, two, one, breaking news. Um, so even though Elise said she was going to be gone forever, she did go on to model successfully in Hong Kong for about a decade. Love it. Love it. We also learned that Elisa's boyfriend, Marty, who came to visit her in this in this cycle, was actually Martin Crandall of the band The Shins, which was like about to blow up huge because of the movie Garden State. Um, so we saw him before he was famous. Uh, that is wild. But even wilder, <laughs> we learned that he and Elise were involved in a domestic violence situation in 2006, which obviously ended their relationship and it landed Elise in jail because Mar- Marty had a bite mark on him when the police came, even though Elise claims that he was the aggressor in the scenario and she was defending herself. Look, we've all been to jail. I've been, <laughs> I've been there one time, one, I mean, one night. I've been in an emotional jail. I don't know. <laughs> so then Elise moved back to New Mexico in 2016 and she's been working as a geospatial analyst for an architecture and design firm. And Marty, famously now looks like the crypt keeper 
which I think is a great don't do drugs kids message. Yeah, I, I was shooketh when I saw his photo. I yeah. I, I thought you were playing it. I thought you were showing me a photo of like a senator from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he looks like it, he looks like his own dad. But yeah, like, he, he's he's close to my age now. So um I mean it's possible for people to look like that, I guess. Oh I totally. Don't, I don't. <laughs> I feel like I'm close to it. Uh, which is why I bought hymns. <laughs> uh, this is an all Propecia podcast today. <laughs> yes. Um, but can we notice that Elise didn't become a doctor? Or did she get her doctorate no. in architecture? Mm-mm. No info on that. Shocking. I guess it was hard. <laughs> wow, drag her. Uh, I mean, I still support her. She's She was intelligent. Mm-hmm. Shannon, our favorite, you know, last remaining holy roller, is a, is still a working model. Great for her. She found her little niche market. She signed with Elite Models for a little bit, so she also signed with a very prominent agency. Um, in Chicago, where I thought she was from originally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she also shared something in common with Robin. She also was a pageant girl. <laughs> <laughs> she competed for Miss Ohio twice, coming in as runner-up. So she's used to coming in second. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Someone had to say it. <laughs> you know what? She never did become Miss Soy Latte, though. That was Robin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Clearly, she took a page from Robin's book and was like, I'll give pageants. up. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> it's not for me. They'll never ask me to pose nude. <laughs> <laughs> but she, you know, she had to be in swimwear. Mm-hmm. So I guess she's okay with that. Yeah. Um, if you followed the show through and through like I have, you know that Shannon was invited back for cycle 17, which was the all-star cycle. She placed sixth um, after refusing to pose in a, a bowl of a caprese salad, I think, is what that she was. <laughs> and they were also shooting, I believe it, it was, was... It was a Greek salad, right? It was a Greek salad. Okay, yeah. sorry. I mean, there was like tomatoes and like feta cheese yeah. and olive yeah. oil. That's what I assume would just... Mm-hmm. What all... That is an iconic, unforgettable <laughs> photo um, And what's funny is though that they were shooting swimwear, but to Miss Shannon, it looked too much like lingerie. Mm. And so she had to go home. I, you know, that felt... That feels orchestrated, but we'll get to that when we get oh, to the season. Yeah. She is very active on Instagram. She, I think, knows how to work the the age of social media because she was around before it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she also grew up with it, though, too. I'm sure she had a MySpace. She had a Facebook. She had a live journal, probably. <laughs> and she still loves Jesus to this day. She iconically married a fellow Christian model named Matthew Ratliff, who Shannon has the oddest taste in men because Matthew Ratliff was the face of Abercrombie and Fitch. And if you know Abercrombie and Fitch back in the day, it was shot by Bruce Weber, renowned photographer, Bruce Weber. And it was like, just that was porn. That's some big gay energy, right? (laughs) That is huge gay, gay energy. Yeah. And Brad Pinkert was also bringing that Abercrombie and Fitch clean cut, no hair on my body aesthetic. Totally. It was like, it was like Euro twunk is what Mm -hmm. they were exuding. Mm -hmm. Very Bellamy. (laughs) (laughs) She has, she dropped Elite, I guess, after maybe All Stars and is now signed with Blue Model Management. 
um, and they support her in all her choices, not mm-hmm. posing either posing in lingerie or posing in swimsuits that look like lingerie. Love that for her. <laughs> so Adrian has become the most controversial winner in A and Team history, in my opinion. Notably, she criticized Tyra and the show publicly because she never received her Revlon contract nor her Wilhelmina contract, which, by the way, were two of the prizes that they mentioned in every episode. Literally, I think, honestly, were the top prizes, which is why you went on the show. Yeah, exactly. Like the Marie Claire photo shoot. Cool. Cool. It wasn't the cover. It was a spread. Yeah. (laughs) That Revlon contract was $100,000. Yes. But what's also funny is that they never shot anything for Revlon on the show and it obviously mm-hmm. we come to our iconic cover girl, cover girl which was yeah. like everywhere which was like on every cycle they had to do at least something for cover girl sometimes mm-hmm. three times yep. yep so really funny and we never met anyone from Revlon no nope. it was was like Jay the representative for Revlon is that why he was brought on in episode three <laughs> so confused yeah, so uh, apparently Adrian tried to contact Tyra about not getting those contracts, and she never got a response. And was so, her mailbox full? I, mm, the voicemail <laughs> for the person you were calling has not been set up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in response, you know, Tyra has really disavowed Adrian. She's been scrubbed from almost all references on the show. She came back for cycle two, and she's mentioned like later, maybe seventeen or twenty, something like that, just very briefly. But otherwise, she does not exist. This is not the droid you are looking for. Who, Adrian who? <laughs> so after the show, she went on to star in The Surreal Life on VH1. So she worked that angle at least. Mm-hmm. And she, there she met former Brady Bunch star Christopher Knight. And they went on to do a show together called My Fair Brady about their romance and their subsequent marriage. But as so often happens, they got divorced. And Adrian has since remarried an extremely handsome voiceover actor. So kudos to her love that she still is somehow involved in the industry mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well Giovanni we have reached the end of the road for this cycle I know I'm kind of sad I'm excited for the future I, oh. it'll, you know it's it'll be hard to say goodbye to dragging Robin every week I've really enjoyed that it's been like my part-time job um <laughs> along with standing Elise that's my other part-time job so you know, you have two full-time jobs. <laughs> I, have two part- <laughs> I have two part-time jobs that together make a full-time job. <laughs> so we'll see what cycle two holds for me. I'm, I do know there are a couple faves on yeah. the horizon that I'm excited to talk about. And really also excited to talk about how the show is going to change in the second iteration. Drastically. Mm-hmm. They get um, that budget. They get that money, that CW money. Though they're still on UPN. Oh, okay. UPN money. <laughs> Making it the, rain. The, the filter is gone, and we are seeing Janice Dickinson, Janice in high def. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say high def? High def. <laughs> high definition for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sad it's over, but I'm happy that it happened. I'm happy that you and I happened. Yeah. <laughs> Same. This has been such a great time. You are so smart and knowledgeable and so fun to talk about the show with, so I'm grateful. Thank you. You as well. I hope the people listening are as grateful as we are. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Cause I have, we have spent the last three months <laughs> spending like three hours on this. So yeah. I hope you guys love mm-hmm. it. And I mean, if people want to support, we do have a cash app that is dedicated just for the pod, which we will use to cover expenses, which are small, but they are there. So if you, if you have anything to contribute, you want to give us a, some support, we would appreciate it. 
otherwise, you know, you can feel free to follow the pod at YWBOT pod POD on Twitter and Instagram. As I say, every week, Giovanni's really killing it. I am positive there will continue to be great content in between our cycles so don't miss out giovanni where can people follow you people can follow me on instagram at underscore according to joe where i tell like it is (laughs) (laughs) Um, for those who don't know me i my brand is very anti-influencer influencer influencer. (laughs) i have no dreams of being an influencer but i call out people who have blue checks who don't need to have blue checks oh shoot And then you can follow me on Twitter at Giovanni Anaya, J-O-V-O-N-N-I-E-A-N-A-Y-A. And what about you, Charlie? Well, I am on Twitter as at Charles underscore Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N. And I'm on Instagram as Charles Jensen, no underscore. Uh, please note also that I go by Charlie as a human being, but <laughs> Charles on the internet and on the covers <laughs> of my books. So uh, yeah, and you know, I try to be good natured and fun on the internet. So, you know, join me on that journey of tweeting really bizarre jokes at five in the morning. That's, that's me. That's who I am. It's what I usually wake up to. And I'm like, I don't even know why he's awake right now. I'll tell you why my dog is why I'm awake. I just wake up because I have a really bad mattress and there's a, a stadium light pointed into my room. So that's why I can never sleep. Wow. The worst. Yeah. All right. Well, we, you know, Tyra has no photos in her hands. There's no photos today. We are both going home. (laughs) Double elimination. The cycle has ended. No winner declared. God. I think we're all winners, aren't we? Oh, yeah. 1,000%. You, me, and our listeners. Oh, yeah. Our toppers. (laughs) (laughs) If you are a topper, which is what we're calling our fans please reach out through DMs. We'd love to hear from you. Giovanni, we talked about doing a mailbag episode if people have questions that they want to send to us. So we'll see. Oh yeah, I'm totally open for doing a Q&A. Yeah, so we got to get some questions, but we have a few weeks to get them because we are four weeks ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I want want to journal. All right. So, uh, you know, I expect that we're going to take a little break from recording for uh, for a while, but we'll be back in uh, in not too long with our cycle two recaps and discussions. So we'll see you then. And meanwhile, stay pretty. Yep. Au revoir. Bye.